0: I'm Chris Jansen, and congratulations on taking the step to download this program. I can already tell that you're a person who wants to make a difference, a person who's really keen on growing and continuing to develop and contribute to others. And if you're already part of the Yes Group community, I know with absolute certainty that you are committed to your own development and to continue to grow and to learn, not only for yourself, but to support and help those around you as well. Okay, let's get right into this. I am your constant companion. I am your greatest helper or your heaviest burden. I will lift you up and I will drag you down. I will make you feel like a victor and I make you feel like a victim. I help you fall in love or I make you fall in fear. Half the things you do, you may as well turn them over to me and I will do them effortlessly and correctly. I am easily managed. You must merely be firm with me. Show me exactly what to do, and after a few lessons, I will do them automatically. Those that are great, I've made great. Those that are failures, I've made failures. You can run me for profit or run me for ruin. It makes no difference to me. Take me, train me, be firm with me, and I'll put the world at your feet. Go easy on me, and I will destroy you. I'm not a machine, yet I work with the precision of a machine and the intelligence of a human. I am completely at your command. Who am I? I am habit. Wow. That's powerful, isn't it? But not nearly as powerful as the role that habits play in our lives. And I'm not talking about the inconsequential habits, the habits of him leaving the toilet seat up or her chewing with her mouth open. Or your colleague incessantly tapping his pen during the meeting. (laughs) It's it's annoying for sure. But in the grand scheme, those habits don't make a difference. No, I'm talking about the body shaping, emotion driving, confidence causing, destiny defining habits that we all have. The habit of our self-talk, of what we say to ourselves in key moments or when we're alone. The habit of yelling when we should be listening. The habit of seeking conflict or avoiding conflict. The habit of spending when we should be saving, of eating when we don't need to, of doing one thing when we want to do the complete opposite. I'm talking about the habits that created who you are today and the ones that will make you the person you're going to become. I know you're someone who wants to improve something in your life, someone who wants to have that breakthrough. And if you're like most people who are already uh, ahead of that game and want to be improving something, you may have wanted to improve this for quite some time, and you're still searching for that one last tip, that one last tool. What I invite you to do now is to examine your habits. So what is a habit? Well, you know, if you look it up in a dictionary, it's probably something like an action you've repeatedly taken, it's now become unconscious or automatic behavior. And that action can be a thought, it could be a mental action, it could be a physical action, it can be an emotional action, or, or often it's an emotional reaction to a situation. But the problem is, these automatic actions, they're so powerful. They're like a double whammy. <laughs> you know, they're like they're like they're, you're a stubborn as your kid brother and stuck in their ways like your parents'. A really tough situation to get out of, isn't it? And and on top of that, scientists have now proven habits are so powerful that they're 100% possible to break, aren't they? No. No, of course not. But why do we treat them as though they are? Why do we treat our habits as if we are subordinate to them, powerless to overcome their grip on our lives? In fact, so many times we become hopelessly weak and surrender to our habits. We treat them as part of us, as our identity. We've all said it. I can't do that. There's no way I could get up in the morning and go to the gym and exercise. Too tired. I need to lie in hit that snooze button. you know it's who I am. It's who I am I need a I need a coffee first thing in the morning before I can think. Don't talk to me until at least I've finished my coffee. You know we, we treat it as a almost as an interwoven unavoidable part of our DNA. It's like we're born with these these patterns of habit these patterns and habits. We say it's how I'm wired. But the reality is, is that science literally now is proven, has proven that new thoughts in your brain, in your body, new thoughts rewire you. They rewire your brain. Literally, quantum physics and neuroscience is, fi- is discovering this. And so our brain does evolve and it does build new connections based on our thoughts and our emotions. You know, you're probably also very familiar with uh, the most popular, one of the most popular business books and development books, personal development books, in the last 20 years. It sold over 15 million copies. That's from Stephen Covey. You know, it's the title. It's Seven Habits for Highly Accessible People. Hi, sorry, Seven Habits for Highly Effective People. Well, there's the, th- there's the trick right there. It's not the seven genes. It's not the 7,000 genes that make up highly effective people. No, it's the habits. And so you're not the enemy. It's not you. It's not your genes. It's just your habits. It's the patterns that have formed over years that are holding you back from getting what you finally want. So if you want to change, you need to recognize two things. Number one, you don't change a habit. You need to replace it. You need to replace an old, disempowering habit with a new pattern, a new pattern that will make you the person you want to become. And number two, you don't stop old habits. You need to break them. You need to break those habits. Now, let me clarify a couple of points here. Is that when you're changing an old habit or replacing it with a new habit, the key thing to remember here, these don't need to be massive changes. And I'll come on to some examples a bit later on. But they don't need to be massive changes. Sometimes it's the most subtle tweak, the most subtly different perspective on something can have massive transformational power. And when you start to change these patterns, that's when you really start to see some significant changes in your life. And the key thing to remember here is that, or the key thing to know, is that all change is breaking patterns. And once you realize that, not only does it become clear, but it becomes simple to finally get what you want. Now, I said simple. I didn't say it was easy, but it is simple. Breaking, there's no doubt breaking habits can be hard. We have all have had habits we've wanted to break, often around eating or exercise, maybe smoking. Maybe it's our, our, our habits of how we talk to ourselves, our habits of how we engage with some people, how we, how we sometimes coil in fear. We all have it. But what most people don't understand is habits are hard because they don't know another way. It's hard because they don't realize it's just a pattern and they've given up too early in in the attempts to try to break that habit, sometimes they just cave too early. But most importantly, it's hard, because we've been repeating the same pattern for nearly every day, for maybe 5, 10, 20, maybe even longer, maybe 30 years. And when you're doing something that repetitively, it does become unconscious, it becomes part of your subconscious mind, which is extremely powerful. And so it is hard to break, but believe me, Believe me, it is not impossible. And if you really, really want to break a habit, you can absolutely do it. So don't dwell on what's hard about it. Don't dwell on the fact that you haven't been able to have that breakthrough yet. You don't want to wish it was easier. You want to wish you were better. So my goal through this program in the next maybe 25 minutes is to make you better. And I hope you're up for that, and I hope you're ready to come on this journey. So if you're ready... Let's sit up tall, feel strong, feeling optimistic. Perhaps you want to get a pen and paper out right now. And let's go through a couple of exercises to really bring this to life. If you've downloaded the worksheet that comes with this MP3, make sure you have got that in front of you now, either on your computer screen or perhaps even best, print it out. If you haven't downloaded it yet, press pause on this program now and go back to the website actionpodcast.com slash group. And download the worksheet that was there as well, because you want to use this as a guide as you're going through these exercises. So if you haven't done that, press pause and come back to this program. I'm going to start with a bit of an analogy. Imagine a plane ride. You can reflect back to some plane trips that you've taken. And you finally get through security, and you get onto the plane, and you're sitting there nice and comfortable. You've got your luggage in the overhead bin. You're sitting down. The plane's not taken off yet. Some other people are still boarding. And you're relaxed. You're comfortable. You're sitting there. Let's call this point A. You're sitting on the tarmac at the airport. And you, there's nothing to worry about, really. You know, The, the pilot's going to get you there. You just need to sit back, relax. And eventually, the plane takes off. And as it rises up through the atmosphere, at some point, there's going to be some turbulence, perhaps. Some flights are really, really bad. And what happens when there's tur- turbulence, it gets really, really bumpy. And let's call this point B. And that can be really, really annoying. It can be difficult. It can be unnerving. It can be scary at times. And it can be really upsetting at times and very uncomfortable. So what does the pilot do when you're sitting there in turbulence? Well, one tells you to strap on the seatbelts. But what the pilot actually does is they will will recalibrate perhaps their altitude, perhaps their flight pattern. They may go higher, they may go lower, but they will most likely do some adjustment, even though even though at times they may want to keep us there in turbulence for, turbulence for a while, maybe just to teach us a bit of a lesson. Maybe we didn't look so smiley at them when we boarded. But for the most part, I like pilots. Pilots are safe safe people, and they're going to get us there. But what happens is that the pilot needs to recalibrate. They need to replace where they currently are, and they need to create a new path. So that may be moving up or down. And that's point C. When you make that adjustment, and they consciously are making some adjustments in the, in the in the flight path of the pattern of the of the plane, and eventually they'll get it. They'll smooth it out. And they can almost flip it onto autopilot, almost to the point where they can bring it down and bring it back down into your final destination, and you're back on the ground, and that's point D. And so, what is what's interesting about this is there are some parallels to habits, and if you think about when you're on the tarmac to begin with. And you are descending, and you get back to the tarmac at the end of the flight. That's like your habits. That's like your habits in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind. You're on the ground. You don't need to think about it. It's automatic and it's comfortable. But when you're up in the air, in points B and point C, when you're up in the air, it can be turbulence. It can be uncomfortable. And you deliberately have to make some changes. You have to be really conscious about what you're doing, about what patterns you want to break, and what new patterns you want to create. And what's, what's interesting about this is that you have to understand that all habits strengthen in the subconscious mind. All habits strengthen in the subconscious mind. And that means they happen so automatically and happen so well. It's like sitting on the tarmac. There's nothing really to think about there. Bad habits weaken in the conscious mind. Bad habits weaken when you've got that turbulence because it shakes it up a little bit. You become very aware of what you're doing, and it's much easier to start a new pattern. It's much easier to create a new path. And so what happens is that unsuccessful people beat themselves up over the bad habits. Unsuccessful people beat themselves up saying, I'm not good enough. I've got these habits. I'll never get over them. You know, I'm not good enough for this job. I'm not good enough for this relationship. People aren't going to like me. But successful people, and when I say successful and unsuccessful, what I'm not talking about is successful in terms of the material. They've got the house, they've got the car, they've got the beautiful family. I'm talking about people who are successful at breaking through their, their old patterns and their old habits. People who are working on improvement in their lives and really struggling to get a breakthrough, and finally they get that breakthrough and they take themselves to a whole another level. I'm talking about those kind of successful people. And what successful people do with habits is they celebrate the acknowledgement of their bad habits because now they know what they need to change. Before it was in their subconscious mind, before it was sitting quietly on the tarmac. But now that it's up into turbulence, now they can see where the problem is, and they know what they're going to adjust. Who you are tomorrow is because of the habits you create today, and and the habits and the patterns you're committed to breaking. So let's go through this in a bit more of an exercise. As you can see there, on the simple little diagram, on the left-hand column, you've got the two rows. You've got the conscious the conscious mind, and you've got the subconscious mind. You've got your columns of your old patterns, old habits, and the right-hand column of your new patterns, or your new habits. And if we start at point A, point A is all about awareness. This is where you've got to become aware of the old habits, or your current habits, that exist, because they exist in your subconscious mind, or the power of them exists in your subconscious mind. You may be aware of them, but the power exists in your subconscious mind. So you need to become aware of the patterns that are holding you back in a certain situation. And what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to walk you through the four quadrants and then we'll come back and we'll explore exactly how can you apply this to a certain area of your life. So the first area is A, first point is A, and that's where you get awareness and you do acknowledge the patterns that are holding you back. Then you move up into the conscious mind. So now, consciously, once you become aware of those patterns, you start to think about which patterns do I need to break? Which one pattern must I break? Must I destroy to move forward? Once you decide on that, and we'll come on to a variety of ways you can do actually break those habits, is then you need to decide which new habit do you need to need to create. Which new habit is going to really empower you to get the results that you're after? And again, this is an exercise of the conscious mind. You actually need to be thinking this through. So the question there is, which pattern do you want to replace and create? Which new pattern must you establish is the key question. And then finally, in the bottom right-hand corner is the action to implement that pattern, the action to make that pattern come to life. And that is uh, point D what you need to do over and over until it sticks. Do it over and over until it sticks. That's the way the human mind works. That's what all the the success patterns will show is that people will create these new habits by practicing. Practice, practice, practice exactly what you want to do. It starts off in the conscious mind as being a bit of deliberate exercise to drill in these new habits, but sooner than later and sooner than you expect. That will become so much habitual, that'll become part of your subconscious mind, and you don't really need to think about it anymore. So these are the four steps, the four questions that will change your life. And I've used these particular questions in every single one of my major goals, every single category. I've used it on my health, and how do I get that breakthrough in my health? I've used it on my finances. How do I get the breakthrough to finally get the level of savings and investment um, and the financial plan in place to get to, to build my financial dreams? I've used it in my career. How do I accelerate my career? What patterns are holding me back from really going after the opportunities that not only do I want, but the opportunities that I deserve? I've used it in my relationships. How do I build better relationships? How do I build better relationships with my partner, with my family, with my friends? What patterns are holding me back? Is it a pattern of working too hard, working, spending too much time in the office, or spending too much time doing my own hobbies and interests? And not enough time spending with people I love, people I, spend, I love spending time with. I've also used it in, in specific aspects of my career. A specific aspects of how can I build my business? How can I help my business grow? What patterns are holding me back? What pattern do I need to destroy? Which new patterns are going to help me get there? So, this is a simple little tool, a simple little exercise, a simple little pattern of, of thinking to go through that can really accelerate where you get to with your goals. Let's start off. What I want you to do I want you to think of one area of your life. Again, it could be health, it could be relationships. And be specific. It's not just relationships, but it has to be a specific relationship with one person or with one group of people. Perhaps it's your closest family. Perhaps it's your wealth. Perhaps it's it's an area of your life where you want to be saving more. You want to be actually implementing a proper savings or investment plan. Perhaps you just need to be getting out of debt. Perhaps you need to be reducing your debt. Get really, really specific. What's an area of life that you really want to change? Perhaps it's your diet. Perhaps it's your physical body. Perhaps you know you've been creating some patterns and some habits of eating to make yourself feel better rather than eating for nutrition, eating for energy and vitality. And perhaps it's just catching up to you and it's time to make a change. Think about what area in your life you want to make a change. Get really clear on that. So to begin with, write down... A statement, write down a sentence or two, get really, really specific. Describe the area of of life that you want to change. And then let's go through these questions. Okay, you should be finished writing down that sentence now. So let's go through this. Let's start at point A. In that area of life, what patterns are holding you back? What things are you doing repeatedly that are perhaps preventing you from achieving your goal, your ambition? Or what are just not really helping you? So, for example, health uh, and diet. Perhaps, right now, perhaps your cupboard is full of chocolate and is full of crisps. It's full of chocolate bars or potato chips. Now, when you're hungry... And you need a snack, what are you going to reach for? It was right there. So perhaps one of the patterns you need to look at is what food you're buying. It's not necessarily the food you're eating, but it's the food that you're actually buying. And it's a thought pattern that you have when you go and buy those foods, as an example. So think about maybe three or four patterns in this area, related to this area. If it's related to wealth and your finances, maybe it's the amount that you save. Maybe it's the impulsive spending that you do. Maybe it's the spending money on nights out without really thinking about how much you're spending. Maybe it's the fact that you are um, really uncertain and really you know, really have some fear and really uncertainty around your finances. You're not really sure what kind of security you have there. So maybe it's the pattern of avoiding thinking about it or trying, trying to act on it, which is very, very common. You're not alone. But now's the time to break through this. And I guarantee if you go through this, you're going to get yourself in a much more positive emotional state and much more confidence about making change. So think about three or four areas that hold you back and write those down in the space provided. Now, for the purpose of this exercise and this audio, the next step is to think about, let's, go to, let's move to section B, part B. Which pattern must you break? Which pattern must you destroy? Now, you probably want to destroy and break all those patterns that are holding you back, because if they're holding you back, they're not serving you anymore. And that's an interesting point to think about with habits. Habits have formed for a reason. Habits have formed because you needed to do these. You needed to take these actions or have these thoughts. You needed to because it was, either, it was serving you in either a powerful way or perhaps in, an, in a somewhat negative way. Perhaps it was keeping you safe. Perhaps you were protecting yourself in some way. Perhaps you're someone who's built up a bit of a temper because you are protected because you were hurt. And that was your strategy and that was your way to respond. But if that temper is no longer serving you, if it's no longer getting you the results, getting you the response from others that you want, perhaps it's destroying some of the respect that people have from you. Perhaps it's just destroying the respect you have for yourself. And it's showing up in more cases than you need, to, than you care to or that you need to. Perhaps it's damaging your relationships in some way. It's just a habit that you have. It's not your DNA. But it's also no longer serving you. And it's time to break that habit. Now, many of you will have a question of, okay. okay, Chris, I get it. I've got all these habits I want to break. But damn it, I've been trying for three, five years. I can't break these habits. I haven't been able to. How do I do that? Well, I'm going to come on to that. Right now, it's just acknowledging which pattern you want to destroy you want to break. So hold tight. I'm not going to abandon you. We'll come back to that a bit later. So let's move to point C in this theoretical exercise right now, this mental exercise, just getting clarity for ourselves. So point C, what do I need to replace? What do I want to create? The question is, which new patterns, which new pattern must I establish? And again, there may be a couple of them, but don't overwhelm yourself. Don't overwhelm yourself with 10 new things you need to do. If you've got a, if you've got a history of overwhelming yourself with trying trying new things, perhaps perhaps that's a habit and a pattern that's holding you back. So let's keep things simple here. Let's start with one, get some confidence, see the, see and feel the success, and you can always add more to the list later. I'll I'll certainly allow you to do that. So you now want to establish which which new patterns must you establish. So let's go back to the health example. The health example is. Uh, you need to think about which which food you're buying. So which pattern, which habit, new habit do you need to, to begin? Well, maybe it's a habit of avoiding the frozen food aisle. Avoiding the aisle with all the sweets and the sugars and the sugary snacks. If you don't go down the aisle, you're not going to buy the food. So yeah, that's going to be hard at first. Yes, it's going to take some mental fortitude. But perhaps you can focus on the vibrancy you're going to feel when you have more healthy and nutritious food. That will allow you just to bypass that aisle. Because if you don't need the food there, you don't need to go down the aisle. That's one example. Here's another real example. I'm a pretty healthy guy. I have very high standards for myself. But I'm not perfect by, by, by any stretch. And I used to have this... I got into this nasty pattern of... I used to have a nice little... Um, there's a great little Italian pizzeria near my near my flat. And... I, ha- I was going there a little bit too often. I started was starting to feel it around my midsection, and I'm healthy and i'm I'm fit and but I wasn't doing things that was serving me. I wasn't doing things that were that were helping me. mind you the the pizza's really, really good, and that was the problem on my way home from work and I was deciding on what I wanted to eat I, th- I was starting to tell myself the story. What do I want to eat, Chris? Hmm. I could go buy some salad, I could go buy some fresh vegetables, cook up some rice. So maybe some stir fry, but ooh, that pizza's really good. That pizza's so good the way the tomato sauce is the crust is so thin, uh, the, the artichokes on top and the olives, oh it's so tasty. And I started t- I literally started telling myself this story. And in my walk home, that twenty-five minute walk home from the office, I would be I would literally be salivating over the thought of this juicy, flavorful, just hit the spot kind of a pizza. Of course, what have I done there? I've absolutely committed myself, committed myself to no other option. There's no way I can pop into the, the local supermarket and grocery store and buy some fresh, fresh fruit and vegetables at that point. I was, I was hooked. I was sold on this juicy pizza. I've, I've almost hypnotized into a, hit myself, hypnotized myself into a trance where there was no other possible path but to buy that great pizza. And so, the pattern that I needed to break was not. I, need, I didn't need to, well, of course I needed to stop eating the pizza, but that wasn't the pattern. The pattern wasn't eating the pizza, that was the problem. The pattern was the thought process of thinking this is going to be such a glorious and juicy and tasty and flavorful meal that I psyched myself up. I sucked myself right up into it. So I needed to break that pattern. I needed to stop thinking that way. So what did I do? And this may be a bit gross and disgusting, but it worked was I actually started to visualize. I walked by this pizzeria once on a, on a Sunday morning when it was closed, and I started thinking about what happens there when it's closed. Do they have rats? Do they have mice? Do they have cockroaches? Are there cockroaches running all over the food, all over the tomato sauce? I, picture this, I literally pictured the cockroaches doing the back, the backstroke, swimming through the tomato sauce. I pictured the rats running all over the olives defecating on the all I know this is gross but I was doing this and I got so disgusted with this I didn't want to go in it I actually had to, took a detour past my favorite pizzeria and what did it do it stopped me from eating the pizza it stopped me from eating it regularly and I love pizza it's my biggest weakness but it got me thinking a different thought to the point where as soon as I saw the logo of the shop I started to get a little disgusted and all I could think of was a fresh salad with fresh green leaves and fresh fruit. And it sounds ridiculous, and it sounds a bit far-fetched, but it's absolute truth. And what happened over the next three, four months? I didn't have one pizza from that place. Not only did I have one pizza, but I was exercising more, I was thinking more healthy thoughts, I was living a more healthy lifestyle, I was getting better sleep, and it all just snowballed in a very positive way. Now, like I said at the start, I'm not perfect, Have I gone back there? Yeah, you know what? I have. And you know what? I still enjoy the pizza. But I was able to break that pattern where I was eating pizza three times a week, perhaps, or maybe three times every two weeks, way more than I needed to, way more than I wanted to, most importantly. And yes, I've gone back there, but I go back there maybe once every six weeks. And it's a nice little treat for myself, and I'm not going to beat myself up over it. And I enjoy it. I enjoy the, the tomato sauce. I've gotten over the, the, the visualization of the cockroaches doing the back, backstroke. But you know what? It worked for me. And that is one way of breaking a pattern. That's one way of breaking a habit, is really thinking about really overloading it with some gory details and gory thoughts. Really get associated with those thoughts. Uh, and I guarantee you'll never have the same perspective on that place again. So that's what worked for me. And I encourage you to try something yourself. So which pattern pattern do I need to establish? I needed to establish walking past the pizzeria, not going inside and buying some fresh food. The other thing is another example. I'll tell you another simple story. Is again, I was very, I've been um, over the last few years, I've been very very active, training for marathons and triathlons, and needed to really make sure that I was in peak condition, and so I needed to eat a lot of food. Um, eat a lot of, I eat five six six meals a day, probably every two hours I eat. Uh, not a massive meal, but just the right size portion to keep my, my blood sugar level up, my, my energy up, my vitality up, and it gets me strong throughout the day. So I can exercise hard in the morning, I can work hard all day long, a lot of meetings, a lot of traveling and moving around, and then still have the energy in the evening to perhaps do more workouts or perhaps just have the energy, just have the energy to spend time with friends and not be knocked out at the end of the day. And that's really important to me. So that's why I do that. But the new pattern I needed to establish and the old pattern I needed to break was because I, was, I needed to eat every two hours. And because I was very, very busy during my day and was in a lot of meetings, I couldn't actually plan my days that well. I couldn't, I couldn't have four meals sitting in the, in the fridge at the office and be able to decide on clockwork when I wanted to eat. Sometimes I would be out at a client meeting for four or five hours. So one of the new patterns I, or one of the patterns I realized that was holding me back from getting these these rich nutritious meals all the time was I simply didn't have the food ready because I have a busy lifestyle, I would prepare myself a lot on the weekends for the week but I would run out you know come Tuesday come Wednesday I didn't have anything and in my rush and in my haste I perhaps sometimes got to work and I didn't have any food I had money to buy some food I could go down to the cafe I could go to the high street uh, and get some food go to the supermarket but that realistically that wasn't going to happen every day So I needed to create a new habit. And the basic thought I had was my new pattern was I needed to have some rescue food on hand, some healthy rescue food, as I call it. It's just a safety net. It's food that I wouldn't eat every single day, but I would make sure I have a lot of them. So what was that for me? That would make sure my desk at the office was full of um, various nuts, various uh, dried dates, uh, perhaps some raw food bars, some raw date bars, date and nut bars, uh, and perhaps the odd salad that I could keep them there for maybe a, a day, uh, at least a day, not not longer than that. But I was able to st- stack up, st- stock up, all these rescue foods. So if I was going to be in a meeting and I was getting a bit hungry, I could at least grab some some fresh fruit or some 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 dried fruit, and I know that's going to sustain me for a couple of hours. So for me, the new pattern I need to have, I need to make sure, <laughs> I need to make sure I always have these on hand. And the reason I'm laughing is because I actually treat it like toilet paper or, or, or bathroom roll. Um, when you're getting low on bathroom roll, you know you've got to stock up because you don't want to be the one caught there without them. And I almost treat it with that kind of urgency that these uh, fresh fruit and veg- uh, fresh fruit or dried fruit in my desk was uh, was like bathroom roll. As soon as it got down to paper the last couple, I needed to make sure I stocked up. And what's really great about all these thoughts is that suddenly... Not only do these actions matter, but it's the emotions that come with it. It's the emotions of feeling confident that you're on path, confident that you're making change, confident that you're doing what it takes to make a difference in life and live the life that you want to live. The stories that I'm telling you may be completely irrelevant to you. They may not exactly be what you want to do in your life, but hopefully they're providing you some examples or some inspiration about these little shifts that can make a massive difference. So let's move on to point D. Point D, do it over and over until it sticks, over and over until it sticks, is that is this re- re- repetitive repetitive patterns, repetitive habits, repetitive actions, repetitive things that you need to do, and don't give up. Persistence is so important at this point. You've got to be persistent and trust the fact that this will become so automatic sooner and faster than you think that it will feel like work initially, but if it, you're doing it right and you're doing what's important for you, then it, it won't feel like feel like work. It'll feel like a great experience and a great exercise to go through. So think about the area of life that you want to change and what new pattern do you need to do and what specific action do you need to to repeat over and over. For me, that specific action on my health, that specific action was walking by the pizzeria, walking by that pizzeria every single time and getting into the supermarket and buying fresh food. It was also... A specific action I must repeat. I must make sure I've got healthy food available on hand at all times. I must make sure that every time I go into a supermarket, even if I don't need any any fresh dried fruit, uh, sorry, fresh fruit or dried fruit, even if I don't need it because my, my, my stock is okay, uh, my habit was I will always buy something. I will always buy two or three items that I'll make sure I will never run out of that stock. And again, it's a simple action. It's actually a few steps away From what the real pattern I want, the real pattern is, I want to be eating healthy every two hours. But it's a necessary step. And that's what worked for me. So I hope as we've been going through this, you've been thinking about which patterns are holding you back. Which one pattern must you break, must you destroy? Which new pattern must you establish to really get the breakthrough, to really get you to that next level on that goal? And finally, what specific actions must you repeat with that pattern? If you haven't gone through all those steps, maybe perhaps you've just been sitting back and you've been listening to what I'm saying, really encourage you just to pause the, pause the recording right now and just allow yourself to reflect on this. Give yourself as much time as you need, probably 5, 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. You can always come back to this and play it over if you need to. But I really encourage you to pause the tape now. If you haven't completed this exercise, go through it. Really focus on one area of your life, and then we'll talk about how you can use this in other areas. And if you happen to be one of those overachievers who got through the entire exercise as I was speaking and you've got all four of those questions asked and you've got some great clarity, congratulations, well done. You're ready to go on to the next one and also if you have any questions about this if you think it can be improved or you think uh, you need some extra guidance please feel free to drop me uh, drop an email i'd love to hear your feedback love to hear your comments uh give me an email at chris at action podcast.com. that's chris at action podcast.com. i'd love to hear from you and i'll give you some more information about that at the end as well so now that you've gone through this and you can kind of see how it works, hopefully you really saw some value and some benefit in this, in this one area of your life where you really got focused on. What I strongly encourage you to do is to start to apply this to every area of your life that you're looking for some improvement. As I said, I've done this, I've gone through this exact same process on every single one of my major goals for the year. I've actually got a sheet up, uh, a sheet that I've created that I'd be happy to send to you if you, if you just send me an email and you want to request it. Uh, that structures my annual goals, my big goal, what I really want, what's my vision for that goal, why do I want that goal, and then specifically I ask myself, what patterns do I need to destroy, which new patterns do I need to create in order for me to achieve this goal? And I find this is a great grounding point. Often we're those who are goal-oriented and you're really, really achievers or really want to make a difference in your life and other people's lives, you're very clear on what you want. And often what happens in that process, you get so clear on what you want and you kind of forget or you kind of oversight, have some oversight and don't really recognize the things that are holding you back. Sometimes it's like a leash. You're tied to a leash that's holding you to a post and you're, you'll run after that goal as quick as you can. But eventually you're going to get yanked back because there's some barrier in your way and there's some habit and there's some repetitive pattern that is no longer serving you. So I really encourage you to explore this exercise and take this exercise across different areas of your life. I guarantee that if you get really, really focused on the area and specific thing you want to work on, so again, it's not health, it's, probably, it's your diet, it's what you're eating, it's your specific exercise. If it's about wealth, it's not about creating wealth, that's, that's too broad, it's about specifically, what's your, what's your area of investments, what's your area of savings, how are you going to get out of debt? If you really apply this to specific areas, the more focus you get, the better results you're going to get out. And it's worth looking at this at least on a monthly basis, perhaps on a weekly basis initially, to start to create these new habits and create these new patterns. So in closing, let me leave you with three key points to remember. Number one. Acknowledge yourself for all your perfectly beautiful genes, your genetic makeup, and all your talents, even when at times you have a few habits that no longer serve you. Remember, you're not the enemy. It's just your habits. You have all the talent in the world to do exactly what you want to do. Number two is get comfortable with being uncomfortable in a period of change. There's going to be some turbulence. There's going to be some trying new things. It's going to feel a bit uncomfortable at times, but that's okay. Okay. That's part of the process. So get comfortable with that. Embrace that fact. Find new strategies to adapt and to embrace new habits. And finally, point number three is believe in yourself. Believe that you can replace those habits that are holding you back and refuse to let your aspirations lessen. Refuse to stop believing in what's possible for you. Refuse to let silly little habits hold you back from living your best life. Refuse to live a life unlived. And go out there and live what you love. I know you can do it. And in the process, you'll inspire those around you as well. I wish you all the best in breaking through these habits and creating your new habits. And if you want to have any more conversations with me, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any feedback on this, please drop me an email. That's chris at actionpodcast.com. Or you can also follow me on Twitter. For those of you who are part of the Twitter universe, I'll all my tweeple out there. You can follow me at twitter.com slash christhecoach. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-H-E-C-O-A-C-H. Chris the Coach. And until next time, take care. I'm Chris Jansen. Thank you for listening.